Explore Milwaukee's past and its future, one building at a time. This is Urban Spelunking with On Milwaukee's Bobby Tanzillo and me, Nate Immig, from 88.9. Twelfth and Valite this week on Urban Spelunking. Bobby, we are, this is a, this is a name you're going to recognize. We are at the former Schuster's department store. Now this building is the Milwaukee County Cogs Human Services Building right there on 12th and Valite. So what got you interested in this story? Well, I've always been interested in this building, which you can see it's pretty prominent because it's up high on a hill and it's right next to the freeway now. It didn't used to be. Um, so it really stands out to you. Um, and you know I'm interested in these old department stores anyway. Um, but the reason this uh, it became sort of imperative to go see it now is there's talk that it might get torn down or sold to a developer. This is a big site, right? Like almost a whole square block. Yes, the county owns the whole square block, although the building doesn't take up the entire square block. It takes up the entire um, Vliet Street facing part between 12th and 13th, but then to the north of it is all surface parking at the moment. Got it. It's a big footprint for the whole the whole thing. Yes, yes. And the problem is the building is too big. At the moment, the state has offices on the first and second floor and the county has offices on the third floor and there's a food pantry in the basement, but the state offices are moving out um, by the end of the year, which will leave the building two thirds empty. Um, And the county just doesn't have, uh, even if they moved, they said even if they moved in all of like their offices that are in leased space at the moment elsewhere, they couldn't fill the building. There would still be like 25,000 square feet of empty space um, and the building has about $10 million in deferred maintenance. So a big project. Yeah. Yeah. So I think they think they could use the money that they would pour into this 1910 building and build a sort of right-sized modern building with more efficient, uh, you know, just a more efficient building to the north and then either sell the building to get some money into the county uh, to a developer or they could tear it down and build more parking because apparently parking is an issue uh, for them at the moment, but they want to stay in the neighborhood because it's a, they, they recognize that it's a a very well, like their departments there um, provide services to the neighborhood that are, are very well used. So they're not looking to leave the neighborhood. Well, in our extended conversation next, stick around. We're going to talk about uh, your visit, Bobby, to this building, which was open as Schuster's from 1910 to 1961. So a lot of history there. Not a lot left, but you did find some hints of the department store days. We get into that next in our extended conversation. Don't stress about that car you don't need. Embrace the lazy days of summer by donating it to Radio Milwaukee. We accept many kinds of vehicle donations, including cars, trucks, motorcycles, and even RVs. Pickup is free, and you could get a tax deduction. Donate your vehicle now, and then kick back and enjoy the great music and stories you help to support. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org cars to start your donation today. Back at the former Schuster's Department Store on 12th and Valite, Bobby, um, you know, this this was open for a long time. And I think about the generations that shopped there and relied on the store and, and the whole shopping district that was uh, right there in this neighborhood around 12th and Valide. Yeah, it's interesting because we think of Schuster's, I think, as um, like a third street, King Drive, you know, now King Drive uh, kind of business because their sort of best known store was there. Right. And, and actually, interestingly, that is also in the news because just last week they started taking the cladding off 
of that Schuster's building on King Drive and Garfield because they're converting it into that uh, Thrive On collaboration building. So there's actually oh, yeah, yeah. kind of two Schuster's buildings. And actually they're connected. We'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit too. Um, but this, you know, Schuster's actually got its start in this neighborhood. Uh, he, when he first came to the United States, he partnered with a guy who had a store on 12th and Walnut. And that was his first business. And then he opened his own store on 3rd Street. Then he came back a few years later and opened a new store on the west side. Um, and then the business there was so big that he had to move to another space. And then he outgrew that. And that's why they built this one. So it was extremely popular in the neighborhood. And it was a major anchor in what was a, um, a busy shopping district at the time. And a lot of these Schuster stores were exactly that, that, you know, Schuster's didn't have a downtown location. They were not on Wisconsin Avenue, like Gimbel's was like Boston store was like T.A. Chapman. Um, they were in neighborhood shopping districts. They had one mm-hmm. on Mitchell street, which was like the, the right. anchor on Mitchell street. They had one on King drive, third street. It was the big anchor store on that street. And what kind of stuff did Schuster sell? I mean, they sold everything, right? They sold everything. Yeah. And what's interesting. I mean, they sold, you know, men's clothes, women's clothes. Um, they had a records and radio department. They had a bakery department. You know, it was a, it was a full on classic department store that sold basically everything you could need. And back then there were these stores scattered and these shopping districts scattered all over the city. So people would go downtown maybe once a month, once a week. Um, but for most of their daily shopping, a lot of people could just walk two or three blocks to to their neighborhood Schuster's or Goldman's or, you know, whatever was nearby. And, you know, this this whole area around 12th and Valide changed a lot when the freeway came through and it disrupted a lot of uh, Black-owned businesses that were there. Um, this building survived, but changed a lot over the years. In fact, after uh, Schuster's moved out in 1961, Today, the the hints of the building are pretty sparse. Yeah, the county bought it right away. Um, so the county bought it by 1963 um, and started putting offices in there. But you know, if you're when you go to the building now and on the outside, except for the big display windows, you know, it would have had those big display windows you're used to from department stores along the first floor. You know, um, those are covered up. But otherwise, it looks a lot like it would have looked at the time. You know, it still has its carved lions over the door. It still has its, you know, decorative elements outside. If you go around the back, there's a um, an entrance that was kind of slapped onto the back of the building. But if you look up above it, you can see the original um, decorative 1910 decorative entrance back there. Um, so outside, it doesn't look that different. So it's a little shocking when you open the door and step inside. And it's like you've stepped into... Um, I joked to the county guy there that it, it was like stepping into my high school, which was built in the mid seventies or like <laughs> if you've ever been in like South division yeah. high school or North division high school, very, that, that sort of Brown brick. Yes. City hall 70s, sort of eighties kind of yeah. look to it, you know? Yeah. Um, so basically what used to be big open spaces, like you'd have in a department store, um, it's, it's all filled in now. So it's all built with offices as interior walls where there wouldn't have been interior walls. It doesn't look anything like a department store inside anymore. Well, from the outside, you still see the Schuster's inside, not so much. But if you're Bobby Tansillo and you look really closely and you're on a mission to find some hints of the right. Schuster's days, you you turn up with something. So you did find a couple things. So if you're if you're lucky enough to have a tour guide who's willing to kind of just wander around and look in every crevice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The most obvious thing you'll find here is the escalators are still in the same spot. Yes, of course. Which is nice. Um, So those are still there and they're still operational. 
So that's good. People still use the escalators. Um, if you go into the basement, you'll find the terrazzo floor, the original terrazzo floor. Um, and at the you bottom, always you always point out the terrazzo floor. I feel I like do, I love those. I've, I've seen a lot of terrazzo floors in your stories. You have a, yes. you, have, you have spots uh, between I that did. and between that and tunnels that I connect buildings. Yeah, that's I didn't find favorite. any tunnels, although there are at least two sub basements. But they didn't oh, want to go. Okay. In. They didn't want to go in those, unfortunately. I'll take um, a sub basement or two. I mean, that's yeah. that's still pretty good. <laughs> so also down there, there's um, an area where there's like four steps down near the escalators, and there's like one original chrome, like Art Deco looking. It's probably not original. It's probably from the 30s or something. You know, um, Art Deco looking handrail, which is beautiful. That's still there. Um, if you go. In the the key is to go to the penthouse or the attic in the the fourth floor, because there you'll find you'll get to see what the original windows looked like, because um, that stuff was never changed because it's all out of public. Oh, view. cool! Yeah, um, there was a weird sort of like shingled turret roof that looked like it was from maybe a display okay. area or something because it doesn't look like even the county guy is like this wouldn't be anything we would have. <laughs> So the fact that it's here must it must have been from the from the Schuster's era, um, but up there is where I found like the most evocative thing, and it was behind. I could just see it peeking out from behind like a stack of I don't know desks or something. <laughs> it was literally in just a room that was full of garbage, empty garbage carts and stacked up furniture and stuff. And it was these. There were eleven of these different colored dots painted on the wall and they were maybe four to five inches across so like circular um, yeah circular each a different color and i got up close to them and i shined my flashlight on them and in pencil in each one was scrawled um a different department so one said like junior miss department second floor one said bakery department first floor one said radio department uh, radio repair department. And then one said record and radio department, second floor. So they must've been something, since this is like a place for employees only, they must've somehow color coded the different departments. And this was a key to the, so you found the literal key to the department in the department (laughs) store. (laughs) Yeah. So that was super cool. Cause I felt like I could just, uh, and then of course, like somebody wrote in one of those circles, Bob was here or something like that, you know, like, (laughs) so, you know, you could picture smart ass Bob, the employee, right? You know, so it was kind of cool to find like, to like, yes, there is something <laughs> here from the Schuster's era, something tangible that was clearly Schuster's related and wasn't like an architectural element that survived. It was like something that spoke to the actual purpose of the building and the, and the store. And the fact that somebody had scrawled Bob is here just made it. I mean, you could just picture Bob up there with his pencil, right? And it, you know, <laughs> good old Bob, you know, I just, yeah, I just loved it. It was my favorite. It was my favorite find. That is perfect. And um, if you want to see a picture of that, just click on the link to Bobby's story. We've got it in the description box right where you're listening right now. And we always do that. We always put a link to Bobby's story. If you listen and don't go to On Milwaukee, you're missing some really incredible photos. So check it out. Go crack the color code of Schuster's this week. <laughs> you got any other good trivia for us before we go? Yeah. So I think one thing worth that bears saying, and I don't know if it's exactly trivia, but when the. Um, when the store closed, the journal, uh, the journal, I'm sorry, the Sentinel quoted um, a press release that it had gotten from Schuster's, um, noting that when, that even though the stores at that point, the the King Drive store and the Fleet Street store were four minutes apart by car, um, that when 
1910, when the Leith Street store was built, they were actually 40 minutes apart by, you presumably had to walk or take a combination of streetcars to get there. So um, explaining sort of as justification in part why they were closing was that they now had stores, two stores four minutes apart, which just didn't make sense for them anymore. Oh, there you go. That speaks to how business and and uh, brick and mortar shopping evolved in neighborhoods. I mean, that's that's pretty that's pretty good trivia. I like that. Yeah. Plus, by then we we should also note um, they were talking about building suburban stores. They had you know they had opened a store in Cudahy. Um, they had Schuster's actually was the developer of Capitol Court, so they had a store at Capitol Court. They were talking about opening a store out on Highway 100. So I mean, this was also the same time that the downtown shopping district was in decline as people moved out further out to you know to the fringes of the city and to the suburbs and took their shopping with them great history and um you know that definitely speaks to the era that we're talking about here go to on milwaukee and read bobby's complete story and definitely check out the photos there the the best part of these stories sometimes are uh you know those finds in the basement that you document that who knows if this building gets torn down that could be the last photo ever of of uh of that really cool color code so uh, check it out at on milwaukee while you're clicking around the internet take a minute to rate and review the podcast as well we'd love to hear your feedback and and please do subscribe we've got new episodes coming out every tuesday from on milwaukee and radio milwaukee bobby thank you talk to you next week thanks nate